What's up, everyone? I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of World Walkers Cog, a weekly podcast that follows the exploits of a mismatched group of adventurers on the steam-powered world of Cog. Hello, I'm Reggie, and I'm playing Luca Lu, a warlock with just a splash of fighter. Luca is a forged who uses the demons of his past to battle everyday evil where he finds it. I'm Callie. I play Nova, the forged barbarian and oathbreaker paladin who learned a secret of the forged and will not rest until all the forged are freed. I'm Nathan. I'm playing Darvin Sianadel, the half-elven sorcerer from the Moonbrook Market in Hollum. Hi, I'm Frank. I'm playing Sabin Hawksley, the halfling rogue who is also a gunslinger. He's also known as Big Juice. Lexer has revealed himself as much more than just a local ritualist. Now the group is about to uncover the secrets of the forged, and perhaps even more. Join the group in uncovering the truth behind Cog in Season 1, Episode 9, The One with All the Lore. He stands up and he says, I... My name is Lexter, and I am the creator of the forest. I'm sorry? You what? Like, Luca takes a step forward, and there's like the shadows come over him, and there's a moment like a weapon tries to form, the runes form on his arm and stuff, tries to form a weapon. And he is standing there in between on a precipice of just outright killing him and somebody who's trying really hard not to. For the first time, even though you you guys have seen Luca look dark and, you know, talk dark and stuff, Mm -hmm. he actually seems like it's two people at war inside of him. I'll go up and, like, put my hand on your arm to, like, stop you from... and just look at him. Luca falls, like, down and the runes and all that stuff stop just involved in our original creation and more what else he made the runes to enslave us he just looks quiet what happened first doc did you make the forge and then give them consciousness to take it away from them I'd like to tell you the whole story it's a long one. It's not like we're going anywhere. And he kind of smiles and he says, That's more true than you'll ever know. What does that mean? What does that mean? <sighs> Do you know how the Mages' War started? Um, was it a Dormineer and Kadim fighting or something? We only know what we were told. How about you tell us the truth since you were there? So, long ago, long, long ago, there was the world of Cog. There were two factions, essentially. There was the Cog that existed in the West and the Cog that existed in the East. Because Cog was mostly shaped by the gnomes. The gnomes... He kind of thinks for a second. 
It's a lot of this that most people don't know. <sighs> kind of rethinks how much he wants to say of this. Do and I catch looks, that? Hmm? Do I catch that? Like that look, like he's yeah. trying to figure out how much, like Luca points a finger at him and that darker voice comes as he says, all of it. You owe us that. The gnomes are the pioneers of COG. They're responsible for a lot of the inventions, the progress of our world. They're responsible for the arcane. They're responsible for technology. And there are gnomes that traveled far to the east and brought with them their discoveries to the kingdom of Kadim. The rest of the gnomes stayed to the west and kept their technological secrets to themselves and developed more and more of the steam technology that you see everywhere to this day. The gnomes that came to Kadim believed that secrets should be shared. The innovation would benefit Cog if it were to be brought to many races. But the kingdom of Kadim did not want those secrets to be spread. And so once those secrets were brought, they decided to build the Grand Halls. The Grand Halls are where all mages of Cog are taught the secrets of the Arcane. But they made sure that no one could discover these secrets but those who came to Kadim and were approved aloud. The rest of the world became jealous. No one more jealous than Dormanir. Dormanir started to plot and scheme and build its political power. But the kingdoms of Cog wanted to align themselves with Kadim. Because Kadim had the true power of the world. Kadim was willing to share its resources, but never its knowledge. Dormanir started to move from political messages to weapons when they teamed up with the Brotherhood of the Mountain. And you would all know the Brotherhood of the Mountain as the coalition of the Brotherhoods that kind of dominate Cog. For a long time, the gnomes of the world had kind of developed steam-powered technology. One day, the gnomes vanished from the world and they entrusted their knowledge with the dwarves. The dwarves formed a coalition called the Brotherhood of the Mountain and they broke off into different groups called the Brotherhoods. There's the Brotherhood of Iron that lives in Cosmic. There's the Brotherhood of Steel that lives in Follis and so forth, right? And as he explains, Dormanir formed an alliance with the Brotherhood of the Mountain and they started to weaponize steam technology. They wanted other kingdoms to join them, 
but they could not bring any other kingdoms under their alliance. Does this make sense so far? It's been a long time since I've tried to explain this. Yes. <laughs> the only other kingdom that had any sort of magical knowledge was Melthasin Arundel Kinnicus, the Elven Kingdom. Melthasin Arundel Kinnicus, which is clearly me making fun of fucking elven names. <laughs> Just want to be upfront. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Elven Kingdom did not align themselves with anyone. Dormanir long sought an alliance with them. They agreed to a meeting, a summit, with other prominent kingdoms. This was known as the Summit of the World's Fall. Because during this summit, massive arcane energy was released. The world was led to believe that Kadim worried that its secrets would be shared by the Elven Kingdom, destroyed the elves attempting to show arcane force and make their dominance known. That is not what happened. Dormanir, aided by renegades from Kadim, started the Mages' War that day. Why would Mages rebel against Kadim? The promise of power from Dormanir once Dormanir conquered. And then he looks to all of you to see if so far you believe him. I don't. She uh, totally believes Dormanir did it, so Nova does. Yeah. She's it's, I that. mean, he's the only person who's ever said anything like this, right? History totally dictates mm-hmm. a different story. Well, it seems a little far-fetched then. Yeah, I I don't, I'm having a hard time buying it. I don't know, with, yeah, like, with, with how it, her dealings with Dormanir and shit, she... She kind of leans towards believing that. I don't have a problem with the idea of Dormanir triggering this event. I have a problem with rebels from Kadim who already had the ultimate power, which is why they didn't want to share it with anyone. Uh, they probably just weren't. They probably weren't high up in Kadim. They may have seen more power by combined, you know. Well, well, what it would have been would have been the marriage of magic and technology mm-hmm. given form to power. That's probably what they assumed they'd be getting. Okay, that's, yeah. So, after that attack, using the fear of the attack, Dormanir united several kingdoms under its banner, and they called it the Mage's War, and then they launched their attacks. They launched the war using political means, technological weapons provided by the Brotherhood of the Mountain, and then soon they used the secrets of firearms when they reached out and obtained the secrets from Colden Flinthammer, the First Master. Who? And that really throws you off because there is no Colden Flinthammer. Who the hell is Colden Flinthammer? Colden Flinthammer, the first gun, the, the first master. Mm, there is no first master. There's only the there five. Is. There is. I remember there was, I believe, a, a statue of him in Dormanir. Colden Flinthammer is the first master. Then why don't they ever talk about him? 
Well, obviously, it has to do with the story that we're learning right now. Right? Well, right, but I'm, I'm going to. No, you're an expert on the Masters. Yeah, yeah. There I'm, is no. There's, there's no. I, I'm not just like a guy who read a, a magazine one day and a real sick article. Like I've trained under Esam, so like you're not the only one who doesn't know about him. I think. Let me respectfully ask you a question. Yeah. Would you mind telling us the history of the gunslingers? Yeah, and I'll recite it. Okay, so the the history that you understand, the way it works, is that Dormineer wanted the secrets of gunpowder. They wanted the secrets of the firearms to win the Mages' War. Mm-hmm. So they reached out to the Merchant City of Hollum, which is an incredibly rich powerful city up to the north which I believe... That's where I'm from. Yes. My family's from. Yes. They had long since possessed the fragments necessary to put together that formula, but who could possibly read it, Mm -hmm. right? They had put it together and then they had five extremely skilled artisans that they gave the formula to and those five people were person named Crosby, mm-hmm. a halfling, another person named Esam, mm-hmm. another gentleman named Benjamin Manley, a woman named Nina, and then a final person named Gideon. Those five people, one halfling, four humans, sat down, took the formula, and were able not just to decipher it, but were to create the firearms, the gunpowder, everything needed to craft the weapons to win the war. I thought Cobblestone was a dwarf. No, Cobblestone was a halfling. That could engineer? So, like, you you give that history, right? Yeah. And so that at that point, Lexter kind of uh, leans back a little bit and he says... So, what the gunslingers believe is that a halfling and four humans were able to engineer not just the formula for gunpowder, but were able to craft all the firearms when no one outside of the dwarves has ever been able to invent any sort of technology on COG. Yeah. Like, Golden Flinthammer was the first master, a dwarf. He was clearly a dwarf. Right, had to be. Or a gnome, but they've been gone. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> Golden Flinthammer was the first gunslinger. He was the first master. He was given the formula, and he picked five other students, those who would be able, those who were trusted by the kingdom of Dormineer, those who were not dwarfs. So the dwarves would not be the sole owners of this technology. He trained them. And they betrayed him. They betrayed the kingdom of Dormineer. They took the technology. He stayed with Dormineer. And died in the streets of Dormineer, protecting its citizens. While they took the knowledge. And turned the tide of battle against Dormineer itself. Heard the same thing. Where'd you hear that from? Dormineer. 
makes sense, bud. I mean, humans have never been the craftiest of folks. How could they have made the guns and gunpowder? Somebody had to have done it before, and all arrows point to dwarves would have been the ones who were capable. Gnomes before them, but that would have been a long time ago. If just anyone could do it, they would still do it on their own today, without masters. The good news is it still makes your uh, your com- companions look uh, benevolent, not like sneak thieves. Math checks. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like Dormanir. They definitely don't like Dormanir. Well, I mean, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, this at least gives a they had to clap someone on the way out. So why not the guy who brought? I don't know. Fuck. Look. This gives a reason to why all the hatred between gunslingers and Dormineer. True. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, Dormineer's always trying to get our shit. So, the war escalated. Everything started spinning into chaos. And, well, we needed to find a way to win the war fast. And so, Kadim looked for a way to match the power that was growing within Dormineer. Because it came it came to our attention that they were ready to be to turn these firearms into much more devastating weapons. And so they came to me to ask if I could develop something as truly terrifying as as firearms. And so I came up with something as terrifying as what they were developing. And he looks to you. You dreamed up us. I developed soldiers that could not be stopped. Soldiers that could meet them on the battlefield, would never tire, but could carry our full arcane might that could be empowered with all of our spells, our arcane tapestries, and in time, could channel all of our power. The culmination of which was Sanctuary. Through Sanctuary, we would be able to deliver any of our spells. We could fight completely through Sanctuary without ever having to be there. What do you mean, like a conduit? Exactly. We're able to cast any of our power into him and then send him into battlefields. There are no stories of what Sanctuary was able to do on the battlefield because nobody survived to tell those stories. So I... I, Look, I don't know shit about magic. So just let me let me try and wrap my head around this. I've seen this guy, and I point over to uh, Darvin, shoot, like, ice out of his hand. 
and frost someone over. You're saying that you could load up this sanctuary guy and he could do that or you could command him to do that from Horse. miles and miles away? It's so much more than that. Lucas has listen. It's not completely unheard of. If if someone of my ilk or his ilk were to have a familiar, we could do the same thing on a smaller scale. Oh, I don't I don't doubt it's cre- I don't That's doubt it's exactly possible. That's exactly what we did. They I'm made just a forge surprised. familiar is what it sounds like. Sanctuary was the first of what was going to be even more. And once I built Sanctuary, I realized where this was going to go. And you came to your senses and freed all of them. That is exactly what happened. On the last day of the war, when the Dormineer had learned what we had done with Sanctuary, they had attempted to bring all of their most devastating weapons to bear in attempt to wipe us off the face of Cog. They brought everything they could and so on that day they had and at this he just gets really quiet I I told them that I was readying our final battle. I had sent the forged far past the battlefield. I had told them that I had seen that I had seen that Dormineer had prepared two ways of attack. That was not true. Dormineer had brought the entirety of their force in one wave. I had sent the forged far off past the field of battle so they wouldn't be there for what was about to happen. I sent sanctuary with them to meet Dormineer on the field of battle, I sent empty shells that I had told Kadim were the next wave of sanctuaries type. Each one of them filled with the same sort of devastating energy that was prepared for the Elven Kingdom. Slightly altered. Waves of anti-magical energy. Mm-hmm. When everyone was in position, I unleashed the energy, and it shattered the kingdom of Kadim and created what you all know as the flats today. It broke apart the land masses and froze them hovering in the air. It wiped out thousands of lives. And it ripped the arcane energy out of my body, leaving me like this. And he kind of holds his hands up. Um, 
and he kind of like tries to twist his hands and for most of you it probably doesn't mean anything but you don't need to make any sort of check Darwin to see that he kind of twists his hands into a sort of arcane position that any arcane spellcaster knows. Every arcane spellcaster worth their soul dreams of the day that they would be able to cast something like Meteor Swarm. And he makes the motions to cast Meteor Swarm and when nothing happens you realize that had he his power he would have probably leveled this entire section of the city. And then he puts his hands down and he looks at you and he says what I did ripped the kingdom of Kadim apart. It destroyed the most powerful weapons Kadim had. It ripped the magic and set the arcane knowledge and capabilities of Kadim back a hundred years. But most importantly, it set the forged free. With that, I met Sanctuary, and I gave him instructions to take his people as far away from Kadim as possible. I gave him something. I gave him something called a portal stone. Portal stones can open gateways. They can take you anywhere in the world that they're linked to. But this particular portal stone needs five of them brought together to open the passageway that it's linked to. In the wilds. And then he looks at you really confused. How do you know about that? Who are you? How do you know about the first gunslinger? How do you know about the portal stone and the wilds? And he kind of stands up and he looks kind of like scared or weirded out. You know about Dormanir. You seem to know a lot about a lot. Hold up there, Doc. And he kind of stands back. I actually don't know anything about you now that I know. Now that I think about it. Well, I've been to the wilds. I don't know where your portal stone leads exactly, but... And Haversack says, what is the wilds? Large forest. That's, that's dumb name. Uh, there's Any place of the wilds, then... If you think about it. It's not just a normal forest, exactly, but... For those that don't know, the wilds is like... If you ever look at a map of Cog, there's a large chunk of the south that is just forest. So, like, (laughs) um, the citizens of Cog are really good at forgetting that most of the south of Cog is wildly unexplored, dangerous forest. They just ignore it and don't go down there. (laughs) (laughs) When the others followed Sanctuary, <laughs> I went to the wilds. 
We have a problem, Doc. Yeah. She might be working for Dorman here. Luca, no, that's in the past. Um, the problem is his eyes just go wide. <laughs> the problem, Doc, is that Sanctuary's missing, and if the story that you are telling is true, I assume he's missing for a good and dangerous reason. And that is why I took your hearing from you, and why I asked you for a favor. Before you left, so that you'd come back here, you'd not ask me if I took your hearing, and we'd all be <laughs> friends. And then I could go, hey, you owe me a favor. You see how things are getting kind of bad out there? We should find sanctuary, and this all would have gone a lot smoother. Oh, well, Doc And he kind of just, like, punches <laughs> his hand in the air. <laughs> so uh, Luca reaches into Darwin's bag and pulls out a book, and he's like, Oh, well, Doc, you, you, you really just, you shouldn't try to, as he hands him the book back, you shouldn't try to get one over on us because you, but while, you didn't, you while, did while that I may not be the smartest, uh, not a lot gets past me at the same but time. But then you did that. Trust goes both ways. No, but then you guys stole from, oh, man. And you took our hearing. It was a bargaining chip, but you gave us everything we needed anyway, so I appreciate you being forthwith. I hope that you can continue to be so, and we can continue to Haversack. Let's be like, well, are we all just being jerks? Yes, kind well, of actually. Oh, okay, yeah. well that's yeah. yeah uh, oh, Luca says no. <laughs> that makes it a lot easier. Hold on. <laughs> yes, so, no, so much. Easier. And then Haversack, like, kind of, he was sitting on the table, and he jumps and says, "Tell us what we want to know." Whoa! I will take your knees. That's I, enough. I, I, I push Haversack down, like without even looking at him, just yeah. kind of push him off the whatever he jumped on. Yeah, hold me back. <laughs> the, sir, it makes me look more fierce. Maybe. <laughs> I put him back on my shoulders. <laughs> you, Let me good luck get him down. <laughs> Let me ask you this, uh, sir. Um, yeah, tell, what's up? Look, 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 look back at a fucking <laughs> dude face like, hmm. Uh, what are the, where do the portal stones lead? Like, what's, okay, so like, let's say the worst happens. I gave, I gave Sanctuary the first of five portal stones so that one day when he felt his people were ready, he could take his people into the wilds to where the source of the forged power was hidden so the forged could claim the source of their power and forge their own destiny. What will it do for us to claim it? What does that do for us? It will unlock your potential. How so? And he kind of like sighs for a second. He goes, for me to answer those questions is for me to be in charge of your destiny. Who has the other They're all hidden. For you to answer those questions could aid in us discovering and making our own destiny. It's not all so straightforward as you like to say it is. I feel like the first step is simply to go get sanctuary. From there, Sanctuary can make the call. If Sanctuary would like to come to me and ask me, I'd be more than happy to answer the questions. But Sanctuary is the leader of the Forge. He is everything. 
and I know exactly where he is. Where is he? I think Dormanir might as well. I'm worried about that. He has been moved. Good. Not necessarily. Why? They may be aware of where he is now, that is true, but I would like you to go retrieve him. Once he is set free and he's brought back here, then you can all decide what to do next. Where is he now? He's in a farm up north. Farm? With Jiggles. <laughs> I'll say it again. God, you know what? No. <laughs> Fuck your farms. <laughs> Fuck the forge. I'm sorry. This is they don't need freedom. I'm not dealing with fucking land sharks again. Alright? I'm just not fucking dealing with it. Hey, that shit's already been There's always fucking been taken care of. Hey, I can tell you every time there's a fucking farm. <laughs> if there's livestock us. nearby, keep walking because that's a telltale sign that land sharks are afoot. The, the, most, dangerous, land shark. the most dangerous profession in the land isn't to be an adventurer. No, no, no. It's no. a fucking farmer. I'm not fucking with those Barney, things don't again. Land shark, don't worry. No, no, there's more than one land shark. You didn't kill the land shark. It's a we land shark. <laughs> you remember that dimensional land shark we fought? Dimensional? Oh my yep. god. That was fucking terrifying. That was oh, fun. Shit. Yeah. That was bullshit. Horseshit, like going, like, the between the planes. It Ooh. came from a horse's butt. Being in the room with it, it was taking us, it separated us on different planes. Oh, so in different rounds, we were oh, all fighting shit. it separately. That was yeah. rough. That shit was not appropriate, and neither is this fucking farm. Some people appreciate when a DM mixes things up. <laughs> I loved it. See? It also that's, terrifying. That's, that is terrifying. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. We were in a dungeon, remember? We don't just we didn't just find some fucking land shark in the middle of a in the middle of anyway. a peaceful field. Anyway. I'm sorry. <laughs> Are we stopping here for real? Are you putting your dice up? No, I, I was going to for dramatic effect, but <laughs> <laughs> he's done. So I'm mentally okay. checked out. I'm fucking terrified. Uh you'll want to take transport to get up there and bring him back because he's uh, sealed up in a box. He was trapped in an anti-magic device so that he would be sealed away and couldn't move. That's like temporary death for us. Very much so, but uh, a mutual acquaintance was able to move him up north and he's uh, safe at a farm. So just make your way up there. How far? Uh, north of uh, the city of Egolium. So we need a ship, an airship. You'll need to contact an airship, someone who will take you up there and bring you back. Luca starts chuckling, like, to himself, like, and it starts out quiet and it gets louder. And then he just looks around at the group. He's like, I guess we do still owe him a favor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to ask for price, but yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. We owe, we do owe him. Save the... The, the lives of every forged we know and possibly other kingdoms if uh, Dormanir would ever get their hands on Sanctuary. Yeah, fuck Dormanir. I'm, I'm in on this. A pretty good favor to cash in. Well, if they got Sanctuary, they could get the portal stone and get the source too. That'd be pretty bad for you guys, right? Yes, we it. need to be there before Dormanir gets there. I, I was making a joke, little buddy. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. It's set in. God damn it. Trying to find sanctuary was already on my docket for us eventually. It wasn't on mine, but... Well, Darvin, do you, do you care at all? 
Darwin, you're dealing with some first-class magic coming up. <laughs> you might learn some magics you've never seen before. It's plural magic. <laughs> With a K. Mm-hmm. With a K? How <laughs> fancy. Old-style magic. No, I don't have any objection. Bet. Uh, five. <laughs> and he takes five gold and throws it on the floor. Thanks. No, how much are you betting? One. <laughs> I win. He picks up his five gold. <laughs> All right. But I put my gold back in my pocket. Sucker. <laughs> <laughs> he, he walks away. So, what's the, I guess the, the next order of business is to find us a, a airship that can get us up north. To Angolian? Oh, yeah. Um. Oh, I saw a whole bunch of airships. I know where they are. There you go, buddy. Trust that's, me. That's the ticket. I got this one, guys. Not Let me solo. take care of you. Not so. No, no. You, you come with me. Yeah, I'll show you. Together, yeah. Watch. Hey. Okay. So I. You did ritual magic and stuff, right? Can you find a dog? Oh uh, yeah, I could find a dog. I'm missing my dog. His name is Jiggles. Jiggles. Do you have anything that you that belongs to him? My love. So no. Okay. Well. <laughs> oh, I can get good at his dish. Get his dish. I can do this for you. All right. I'll be right back. And I just fucking run. As soon as he takes off, he's like, so I'm not going to find that dog. You guys have something important to do. Please don't. That if makes, you find it, kill it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you find it, kill it. <laughs> It'd be a kind of this old Please. man's got enough sins on him. He doesn't need another one. Head to the port district. I'm going to leave my shop. We're, we're not done Good talking, plan. Doc. Oh. you? No, I mean, in the long scheme of things. Of course. Oh, yes. I have a lot to answer for. We might learn. And it's something like to- suddenly, like just this, this huge weight hits him, and he's like, "I, I have to, I have to go." You don't get to completely cat, uh, cash out on us just yet, though. You make sure you keep yourself safe until we get sanctuary back. Uh, I understand. I, like he's like. He kind of like backs away. He's like, I, yeah. And he just kind of like, he starts to like pull himself away and go like into like a back room. Mm-hmm. He's like kind of like, kind of hard to breathe, but he he gets away and just. What's going on out there? I can't help. Let, <laughs> let's get going. Cauterizes yeah. breathing with a gun. <laughs> I have to say, I, would, I wouldn't be very much help. <laughs> I think and he's that's dying. That's. I don't want to lose Lexter, man. Don't kill Lexter off. As we all he's leave, like a panic attack. I think, like, yeah. <laughs> it's Luke, not dying. Luca's gonna make sure as we leave. He's gonna make sure he's the last one, and he's gonna go back to the back room. He's gonna open the curtain very quietly. He's you open. Yeah, you you pull the curtain back, and he's he's sitting on his bed, and he's kind of heavy breathing, and he's just. As silently as possible, I'm going to slink up next to him and lean down next to him. And Luca will say, I can forgive you. In the end, you did right by us. And he kind of slowly looks up at you. 
I don't speak for all of us, but I can speak for this one soul. Class him on the shoulder once, turns and leaves. You walk out and it's just it's just him on his bed. And he he stops moving. He's still obviously breathing. But you just kind of leave him alone with that thought. And he doesn't know what to do with it. Thanks for listening to Season 1, Episode 9, The One with All the Lore. If you love what you hear and you want to listen to the next episode sooner, you want access to the homebrew rules that we use, or you just want to show some support to the show, you can check us out at patreon.com worldwalkers. Or if you'd like to show some love another way, leave us a review on iTunes or spread the love on Twitter or Facebook. Anything you can do to help us get the word out about the show is much appreciated and helps us out an incredible amount. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for the music of this episode. You can find his work at Incompetech.com. And thanks again to Sirenscape for providing sound effects. You can find their work at Sirenscape.com. Alright, we'll see you in the next episode. Flamehammer was the first gunslinger. He was the first master. He was given the formula, and he picked five other students, those who would be able, those who were trusted by the kingdom of Dormanir, those who were not dwarfs, so that dwarves would not be the sole owners of this technology. He trained them, and they betrayed him. They betrayed the kingdom of Dormanir. They took the technology. He stayed with Dormanir and died in the streets of Dormanir, protecting its citizens while they took the knowledge and turned the tide of battle against Dormanir itself. Godlessness. (laughs) (laughs) And then he leaves the room. It's so good. I'll say it again. Godlessness. I'll wait till you get back. That was good. <laughs> oh, that was good. Oh, man. Mages, gunslingers, they had to go. <laughs> I'm not even mad. <laughs> I, was was in my, I was in my zone. It was great timing. That was good. It was great timing. God.